baby, what you do to me? I swear, the maple from your giving tree, nothing compares. If you can replenish me right there, then I've got what you need. Don't fear. Okay. You go ahead and introduce this episode. Okay, y'all. Welcome back to Talks with Jay and Zay. We have another guest in the building today. I'm so excited. <laughs> this person I've known for quite a while. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Go back to high school. O-Town for life. O-Town. <laughs> and, um, yes, she is a musician. Ooh, what other titles would you say you have? Just I would say maybe just trying to be a full-fledged entertainer. Entertainer, writer, yeah. everything. Like, the music you heard that we just was playing for you was was her own voice. Like, it's just so beautiful. So we have, do you want to go by Elgin or can I, can I call you Naya? Because that's how I know you. Yeah, you can call me Naya. Okay. What was the name of the song? Honey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Were you influenced by Erykah Badu? Um, not for that song, but as I started making more music, she became an influence. Okay, so who's your influence? I would say my biggest influence, and I didn't realize it till later, was probably Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson? Yeah, she had a. I had this VHS where it was like she put on this show in Hawaii. But you oh actually, my God, I had that. Sa- oh I yeah, recorded yeah. that on HBO. Uh, I just had the VHS. I don't even know what they showed it, but you got to see the behind the scenes as she was changing, you know, outfits. Yeah, and I. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I my parents always like had like these VHS tapes that you bought from the store that you could then when something came on HBO because we had cable, we would record it onto a thing okay, and then you right. had it forever. I swear, somewhere around my house, I know there's that tape. <laughs> I'm pretty Still sure to I could this day. I'm pretty sure I could just look it up on YouTube. So Janet Jackson. Janet yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Oh my god. Who else? She's wonderful. Uh Aaliyah. Uh I really Aaliyah? Liked, Yeah, I really liked oh. Aaliyah. She was very um short lived. She's like uh she's subtle. So Did she only have one album? Two. Yeah. She actually had three. Well, no, one would what how many albums did she have when she was alive? Yeah, three. She three? had one with R. Kelly. She had one with Ooh, Tim. That was sad. And then her last one, which which was with uh, Timbaland and Static Major. Oh, damn. He died. Damn. He died? Time. Static Major? Yeah. He's been dead for like 13 years. Like uh, 15 years. When that Lollipop huh. song came out, that he was, was like, he died, he died before, around then? He around died before that. Lollipop came out. Right before that song came out, I think. I think Aaliyah was the only person I knew him through. Okay. Damn, so yeah, no he's, he's been dead. He's been since doing music for a long time, though. That goes to show, then, right? I, I, I guess. 
a I long mean, time for, for the time he, that he lived his life. You get, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Because the people yeah. that you work with kind of have a way of like carrying on that legacy. legacy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, somebody probably sampled. I mean, not somebody. A lot of people, people sample his music. music but, so that's and his, he wrote, so. Yeah. But yeah, he's been dead for like two decades now. R.I.P. Uh, so those are your only influences? Uh, no, yeah, Erica Badu, Lauren Hill. Oh, I was about to say Lauren Hill. Yeah, it has <laughs> yeah. So you be showing up late. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes. Oh, I do. Man. I think uh, it, she's like the type to just be like so late, you know, screw it, or maybe she'll show up three hours late at a certain point of being late. I'm no, she'll not show coming. up. Mm-hmm. Two I'm hours, not coming. Three hours late. Yeah, I just have to cancel everything. Nah, you gotta get that bag. That's it's half those price at that good, point. Yeah, go, those <laughs> are some good influences to have. I feel like, yeah. And um, who's your influences? You mean for my podcasting, or I'm trying to have multiple businesses over here. So all of it. I think when it comes to podcasting, I was influenced by Jason Lee. Um, I feel like he's just very uh, relevant. He's a masochist homosexual. Mm. Don't say stuff. He's gay. He's homosexual. He ex- it's true. Well, he is out he said he's with a homosexual. It, so I'm not going to. I fucked with him. I'm not going to shame you for that. But I, fuck, I definitely put you on Jason Lee. Let's no, no, you didn't. I I've did. been known about Jason no, Lee. No, 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 no. <laughs> I told you I that know he, he had a podcast. was a podcaster. Yeah, but I didn't know him as a podcaster. I knew him as a big, gay, light-skinned man who said some wild shit. Well, and I he only continued. knew him from Love and Hip Hop. I didn't really know he was a podcaster I knew until he was after a, he got a off. fat, gay, light-skinned man. And a comedian. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He was on uh, Wild and Out. Oh, okay, yeah. I just see him on there. Yeah. He he was he came through with the one-liners every now and again. Yeah. He, he came through. Yeah. So I would say he influences me because of also Bless. like you. I want to be an all-around entertainer um, and just someone that is putting out content and just influencing media because I feel like our stories need to be told. We think we need to be told. They need to be told by people that look like us. And, you know, we are the originators and the creators behind a lot of things, and I don't think we get a lot of credit for it. So I really support him, and then I would say always like the Breakfast Club because I want before I wanted to be a podcaster, I had dreams of being in radio, and then I realized my dreams of being in radio probably wouldn't have manifested that as easily as something like podcasting because you can. Um, have a bigger platform of or an audience that you can reach with this as opposed to when you go to a radio station they want you to be a certain way and, and I knew very racist. I knew that before even like trying to enter that field cuz you can just tell by the talent that they hire and things like that. So, you know, podcasting's kind of like a it's your own open little middleman yeah. that you yeah. don't have to but it's you know, open, wait. It's like an open playing field. Yeah. Anybody can join it. You just have to work hard. It's just like music. You might not get what you're wanting to get from it right now, but if you keep going at it, it's going to eventually pan out. That's just what happens. Consistency. Unless you just suck. I think even people that, like, well, art is subjective, so it's hard to really say anybody sucks with music because there's at least two people that are like, this shit is hard. 
Man, when people say art is subjective, it's like, and you know when some shit sucks. No, I don't think we do anymore. I think there's a there's a market for everything. There would be some songs where I'm like, I hate this song, and you play it enough, I'll be singing it. So I mean, I would have told you if your song was alright. This song was really good. Thank you, thank you. And I think you know, being able to tell people their songs are alright is you know beneficial. Like I, me to my eye is like, yeah, that shit won't work. But kudos to you. <laughs> That's really what mine me. Or it, I'll tell you it lets flat out this is terrible. <laughs> I think people need like people like that. But there are some people that they don't they they listen to music with a different ear. Exactly. So they hear they hear different stuff. Maybe they mm. just hear a beat you can dance to and I'm, that's all they need. I listen to music for flow, for words. For how you sound on the track, for how it was mixed, I listen for all that shit. I'm yeah. looking for story. I'm looking for metaphors and similes and plays on words. Like that's what I'm looking for. And some people are that that type of person. They're like, you know, and the beat. Shout out to production. Shout out to the people who make the beats and stuff sure. like that. You know, a song ain't nothing without that, you know, and that something to listen for. If you have a skill and a talent for that or an ear for that, there's a m- there's a business behind that, too. You know, yeah, I mean some people just need people around to tell you, hey, that don't sound that great. You know, we don't listen to some songs that like this part sounds good, but this part could have been better. And somebody could have told him to come a little harder on that flow or you know, spruce up those lyrics a little bit, but if you don't have, what is it, a PR? Is that a PR's role? No. I think so. Or really just your, your entourage, the people around you. Because really uh, I feel like the people in your, the business side of your group would just be like, that sucks, go back, and that's all they really, you know, because they're just business. They're like, mm, I don't think that's going to sell, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. So mm. I do think that you need, like, the producer and engineer. But a lot of people don't like correction. They're always like, tell me if you A, B, C, and the third, and then you do, and they take it very hard. Those are the people that are bottom feeders. And it sucks to be a a total, my bad, a total hoe. Like, (laughs) it sucks. Like, if you don't be a hoe, be a hoe. But you can't be mad at other people that don't want you to be a hoe. And I'm not saying hoe in the sense of fucking. I'm saying hoe in the sense of you being an emotional turd. You should not be emotional about your craft to that extent to where you're like, I don't want to be corrected. Like, man, I'll slap the shit out of you if you don't want to be corrected. You got to be corrected so you can be in the right path. But if you're not a person that takes correction well, you know, like, it just in day to day, you're definitely not going to take it well in your craft. And sometimes people like you don't want to be used, but you put yourself in a perfect position to be used because no one feels comfortable being honest with you. And I feel like that's like a, a worldwide thing. That's not just a specific to your craft or work. That's like everywhere, even at yeah. home. It's like, mm. you know, people want to be corrected, but then automatically they get defensive because they just hear you're stupid. But yeah. <laughs> you, you just tried to make a, constructive criticism Mm -hmm. and then some people have like a different idea of what constructive criticism is like i feel like and i don't know you i just met you today but i feel like your constructive criticism may be like you better get your shit together like you better fucking get it back up i don't give a fuck about none of that shit that shit Mm. like i don't believe that and my constructive criticism might be like 
I see where you were going, you know, and I think you should keep going with that, but maybe you can make some edits. And so maybe some people are going to be a little bit more receptive. I bounce back from me, both of those. You know, but you're probably a little bit more emotionally more intelligent. On the, on the other side, whether you bounce back between the two, you lean more one way yeah. or the other. <laughs> and I'm definitely more harsher. Do you feel like it's a female thing versus a male thing? No, I don't. I think it's specific to people. People. Okay. I think that people like to a lot of times make things like male and female. Even I do that. But it's it's really just dependent on the person. Because I personally believe that like we all have masculine and feminine energy. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like anything is just a masculine trait. You know, because I'm like, as feminine as I am or presenting, I'm actually very masculine. It's like very close. Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, you know, the right circumstances, I might do something that we label all men do mm-hmm. and vice versa. I've seen some men that uh, they won't say the word emotional, but they act out all those things, you know, just because of the, the label of it. So I really I really don't think it's like some men are really kind in how they, you know, approach, approach you. Things. And some men are like, well, I just want to talk how I talk to my bros. I'm like, I'm not your bro. So you got to adjust how you speak to me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Eh. The other question <laughs> that I have, because on our show. I, I live in my divine feminine energy, so. Explain divine, divine feminine energy. I just live in a place where I know that I can tap into my emotions. I can explain my emotions. I can talk about my emotions. And what, what is feminine energy to you? Let's start there first. Uh, being kinder. Men are kind, but women are kinder. That makes sense. Nicer. Mm-hmm. Like nurturing? Yeah. I do be nurturing. That ain't shit. Mm, okay. I, think I could take care of a baby by myself. I be think a strong, people, independent black woman. Some people relate masculine and feminine more in like yin and yang. So it wouldn't be a kind, like tough love and nurturing love. It would be being passive and taking action. Those differences. You know, so you are actually presenting, at least, very masculine because you're very opinionated and you feel very comfortable saying those things. As, like, a a very feminine or passive person, how I present when I'm, you know, in a new environment is I would wait until it seemed like it was appropriate to comment. Yeah, read the room. I don't give a flying fuck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's masculine. Or it's just probably, like I said earlier, clinically insane. Yeah, there's probably a whole nother level for you. Because I say shit that, <laughs> that messes people's heads up. I'm like, God, man, I love prison rape jokes. Like, it's crazy. Oh my and God. those things, it's like, they, they don't fall into either the masculine or the feminine. Like, <laughs> like come on, bro. Everybody likes them. That's just boondocks. That's like <laughs> the boondocks category. Boondocks category? The yeah. prison rape? Ain't a libra. Yeah. Oh, I love that <laughs> shit. It's like just pu- barely pushing the edge of like what is and is not acceptable, mm-hmm. which I think is, is that true humor. Is, is that good. the edge? I think I, that's over the edge. Just people do not like prison rape. Mm-mm. Men don't like prison rape. I find it funny. I think you're like one in few. Men on yeah. men. I'm saying men yeah. on men. Like this straight beast, beast on beast. Jesus. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. It's just funny shit to me. It's like, whoa. You actually want that guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that maybe you just think of it in a way of, like, because you were, like, full man on man. Like, that's crazy. Like, uh, It's not crazy. <laughs> it's funny. Really? Yeah. I'd be like, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's scary. To watch two men have sex? Ooh, what? No, uh, not you just said prison rape, but now you're talking about sex. Those are consensual I mean, and non-consensual. I mean, depends. I know you people. Know I mean? No, that no. There's a difference. People actually watch gay porn versus nobody wants to see a rape scene. Like you'd be like, "Really, you gonna cut this crap off? Don't go too far now." I think see. there actually are a lot of people because, like, I won't go too much into detail, but okay, I dabble sometimes, and when I'm on there. You'll see some crazy stuff. Like it'll be like, dirty slut gets brutally gang banged by four niggas that just want a dollar, and it's oh just God. very creative. Never seen that. <laughs> I think that's also I'll send very you the link. different. It's fine. It's fine. It's pretty good. It's that's pretty very good. different too, in my opinion, because that's no, like that, a that, fantasy. No there's, like, no, there's a huge section of porn that's uh, what do you call it? Rape culture porn. Yeah, well, it's kind of it's derogatory. It's yeah. like uh, what is it called? Brutality porn or yeah. some mm. shit is wild. Yeah. It's fake, but it's it's what it's based off of. You oh, know, it's no like the desire to have somebody be in a position where I guess they don't want it. And so I think that's why it's, it's such a, that's why it's like, it's over the line, but in the right situations or circumstances, it's just very pushing it. But like Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> back to the prison rate. So <laughs> it's not... It's not like somebody wouldn't want to watch it, but it's not also not consensual. Because if someone leaves a cookie on your bed and you take that cookie, you want your ass kid for But that's just not a kid. So, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Segway. Just, it's, it's consensual or not consensual. It's, it's, a, it's a fine line. It's, you need verbal communication. You can't make a secret agreement with someone. So at the same time, it's still oh, not consensual. Prison culture. There's just like this prison thing culture. that just came There's up. There's a whole prison culture, right? But, but it still has to work under the agreement. Like, it's like, I was watching 60 Days In, so I, I think I'm starting to understand. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting it here. <laughs> I think I'm starting to really start to put a foot down on what these people are saying. And it's like, uh, they'll be like, you know, you give me your lunch and I'll give you the bag of chips. So they do have that verbal communication. And even, you know, you can do the implied, like, I said, here, here's this cookie, but you will owe me. You know, but that still doesn't imply that I'll literally owe you sex. I might think I'm giving you commissary. I'm giving you, you know, my, my the top bunk for the night or whatever the case. So I do think that... I think consent is so weird because it's a gray area. Yeah, I think consent is weird because people feel like there are different ways around it, and there really isn't. It's just like if they didn't know, like I could literally be having sex with you right now and be like, "Hmm, I changed my mind," and it changes from consensual to non-consensual, and you just have to respect that. I don't care what the situation is. You know who I feel like don't get that? I'm just gonna say it is men. Men don't get that. I think it comes don't. from a generation of dominating women. I think it's just, <sighs> I try to explain to people or like, <coughs> it's hard because I date men, but also it's like, I do have beef with you and I try to explain it and bring common ground. But then there's that like fear of correction, mm-hmm. especially from people that have gotten off for so long doing the minimum. 
and not being required to accommodate anybody, you know, to literally to not accommodate anybody. Like, the same way we're like, it's it's messed up that they sold black people. Like, they were literally trading their 14-year-old daughters to 30, 40-year-old men for a cow that would probably feed you for a month or less. You're trading her for her whole life. It is just Wait, recently. Who was doing that? Of cultures of people. What do Wh- you mean? Which ones? <laughs> All of them. Mm. Europe, Africa, uh, Asia. Like, to act like that's not a system of trade. That's how partially how we got here. A lot of people say Africans sold Africans, but really it's tribes. You know, it's the Aztecs did the same thing. That's why when the conquistadors came, um, a lot of the tribes or the, yeah, the tribes in Mexico, they teamed up with the conquistadors because the Aztecs were brutalizing them. Oh, well, yeah. So th- it's tribes selling tribes. It's but trade. But the conquistadors really went above it. Well, no, the Spaniards. I'm tripping. Well, that's... Yeah, it's uh, the conquistadors. I guess is the name for the army, but yeah. they're Spaniards. So it's the Spaniards went a little above beyond. I mean, they all did. If you think about they it, it was fucking hands. You talk about the rape of non king. They literally had uh, comfort women. I don't yeah. know if any. Yeah, so yeah. women strapped to beds just day and night. You know, so to act like there's not a culture <coughs> to where you could just literally treat women however you wanted to treat them, and it would be okay. Up until I believe the seventies or the eighties, domestic violence was considered a, a in-home problem. So you couldn't even go to the cops, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, knew about it. "Yeah, they'd be like, that's that's between families." Y'all gotta. That's that what they out. always had. That's no, that's just funny. Sorry, there's some jokes that are just too funny to get. They're jokes in his head. Everything is going into a joke because you don't want to accept the. No, not the in my sad. Re- it's well. just funny as hell, but some jokes is wild as fuck that you didn't get rid of. Uh uh-uh. uh. I forgot the comedian where he was I'll, I'll be my bitch and she Eddie couldn't Murphy go made to a the joke like that. Yeah, the I was like, oh my god. And then that's now crazy. that's the kind of joke you can't make. I know. You still can kind of get away. I think it's all in like the nature of if it. If you joke about headbutting, it's cool. Like, I joke, I make violent jokes sometimes. Like, uh, my boyfriend <laughs> was like, <laughs> no, my boyfriend was like, uh, what would you, you know, like, if we play basketball together? Because I hate that every time you do something competitive, it's just automatic because I'm a dude. Like, I ball. Don't play with me. Like, I actually do this. Mm-hmm. So if I say I'm playing you basketball and you, you start doing all this, you're a girl thing, I'm like, okay. And he was like, I'm going to dunk on you. I was like, if you dunk on me, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> like, we have jokes like that. He's like, I'm going to stab yeah, you. Yeah, not seriously, but, you know, Right, right, you know, like, the line me. of it. And so it's, like, the nature of it and the comfort of it, if people are familiar with you knowing your audience. And so I, I do think that part of the joke is just having a different way of coming to terms with the reality of how things are. Yeah. But you do have to also acknowledge, like, yeah, that's true. Cause it a might lot have been the 60s. 60s for what? What you just talked about? No, up until the 70s and the 80s. No, in the 90s, the beginning of the 90s was when they did, I believe, the first uh, act, uh, women's act against violence against them or something. They had to do like three or four, mind you. Mm -hmm. And just to, and let's not even talk about intersectionality because the things that apply to white women and Hispanic women and some Asian women, you know, as you work down the line of race, they don't apply to black black women. So they had to continuously edit it just to be able to have women right to have them protected so a lot of times people like where's this violence and you know like what do you mean and it's just being willfully dense because 
like not too long ago, you would be able to sell me for a cow. <laughs> you know, like Crazy. every you could get both of us for a cow and a half. Like they wouldn't even give you the full two. two like cows, <laughs> yeah, so to really be like, oh no, you know, I think that's part of like the conversation of like what you were saying as far as like dating and stuff is just getting to have a say in what I do and do not accept. And that is the dynamic that has ultimately changed. Mm. One of the reasons that we brought you here, because we see, I seen this post on Facebook and it's just like, that's kind of why you're, what you're getting at. Like the single, single women and now being able to do your own thing and, we are not being sold for cows. Like, is that why we are so, I guess, disproportionately not getting married and all those numbers, they're going down and the families, we're worried about procreation. At I've seen people worried about procreation at this point. That, and it's insane to me because it's like people aren't even in relationships right now. People are kind of just hustling and grinding. And what's so wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What I think is that the people in a position of power or the hierarchy, which is men, are now in a position where they are going to be brought down to size in a way to where they will have to be required to do more than just the minimum, which was pay bills. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, I don't even want to do that. On top of I want to do all the stuff I was doing before, disrespect you, slap you every now and again. Um, and And on top of that. I want to split rent. <laughs> and yeah, on top I want of you that. to clean too and cook and, and cook and have a job I and do all don't that. Don't you think it's just it's a not even I don't want to say minute, but it's a small group that carries those ideologies, and then there's a small group that carries some of those ideologies, and then and but it's so vast when it's on social media that it looks like a a lot of people. I think, especially because, like, if I see four posts a day talking about that, or it really any kind of relationship, because it seems like black women and black men are under fire right now for, like, different reasons between each other. And oh, that's it's, like, 1.3 million, and it doesn't have to. I think that it's actually going towards a benefit. We're having the conversations we needed to <coughs> have, but we were too busy fighting racism to have them. And now racism is, like, minimized just just enough to where we can start making some in-home corrections. Like we're we're standing up. We're in a position of power. We slowly How but surely. How are we in a position of power? What do you mean? When are we in a position of power? When do you feel like we're not? You just feel like we're always losing. You don't think is we've accomplished anything. What is so? Are you talking about progression? Yeah, yeah. Definitely so you believe progression. in progression? I be I believe that we're progressed enough to be able to even have this conversation i believe we're going to keep progressing mm -hmm. <sighs> i don't and i think because we we are progressing because we are really <laughs> stepping into spaces people are tr talking about ownership at a big scale we're talking about like talking about it is part of it yeah. I, I believe we progressed in terms of really it's just more there's more educated black people but mm -hmm. and not even That's just part from of it. not yeah, even I was just say ruby bridges is still alive i get amazed by that and she was I like know. one of the first little girls to go to an integrated elementary mm -hmm. school so it is very new so if you're talking about 
not being able to read and now all of us are sitting here well educated able to use vernacular that they used to try to you know keep us away from i think that's very that's a lot of progress and even though you can feel how you want to feel about obama but that that is a lot you know and you can feel how you want to feel about kamala but the fact that we you know our the past presidents used to own slaves Mm -hmm. now we have a couple of presidents that you know have some lineage of people that were oppressed you know and i feel like that is a big turning point I feel like it's going to continue to progress. And I feel like sometimes people have this kind of pessimistic outlook or because it's like, I'm here right now. And if you're, you're thinking about solely you, it is extremely overwhelming. And I think it's okay to be in a position to where you're like, I feel like there's no hope. But what I try to think is if at any point my ancestors would have been like, there's no hope, well, then I would be where they are. You know, and or so if I can at least do it for the next generation. Or is that just natural human evolution? Well, that I would say that it's human happen. nature to enslave and sodomize and kill and torture people, and that's not human nature. Well, how, how are you basing human nature off of? Because we're here because of those things. Okay, but so what are we basing human nature off of? Progression. So if you're saying the natural progression of life is to at some point be enslaved (laughs) and tortured, and then at some point you're not, then sure. Actually, sure. I feel like uh, I like practice spirituality. I was raised Christian. I hear there's this verse in the Bible that says what was first will soon be last. And if you think of anything in like Tao Te Ching, which is the like yin and yang idea or the Taoism, it's really just a balance. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like going through the storm and understanding that happiness is temporary just as much <coughs> as the sadness is temporary, but you thrive in whatever it is in that moment. And so, and, and then also like manifestation, like whatever you want to see, that's what you see. So if you're not in a position to make a change, you won't see any changes. If you're not actually willing to do the work. But for people that are like, you know, like, I am honestly like (laughs) I go through it. I go through it a lot. I go through it a lot. But at the same time, I realize that everything that holds me down is a concept that was created before I was here. And it'll probably be here when I'm gone. But there are certain ways. There are at least a couple conversations I could have and a couple things that I could do, you know, uh, start a podcast or be on a podcast you know, that might make a difference to somebody that's listening. That <laughs> might be the next Obama that everybody can agree made a difference. So, you know, <laughs> like So what do something. you say to human progression in 2050? Every, all of America is going to be mixed. Mixed? Yeah. I don't believe that. Uh, well, you don't it's think like so? Like mixed culture? Like nobody's going to be a full race again? Or what like, there was, and it's not even. It's like there was a think tank. So they, you know, how they have think tanks. They had to think tank how to get rid of black people. Mm-hmm. Now they have a. Th- they had a think tank where it's like, yo, everyone's gonna look like. What's a famous, like a a mixture of Cardi B and uh, who else? Mm. Ashanti. Like picture those two just perfectly meshed together. <laughs> and it's like that's the goal or that's no that's not the, the goal that's just it's like a strong prediction i think that personally 
I take some of these facts with a, a grain of salt because oh. these are the same people that <laughs> were like, you can't swim because your body, your body mass is denser than everybody else's. So there is an element of take the information and it's incre- it's important to use discernment. Yeah. So that's why I bring up power. How will we have power? How do we have power? How do you retain power? How do we power? have power? So, because we have buying power, but we don't really have power. No, I honestly buying feel like buying power is it. And is our buying power, power and no, our buying power is stupid. Like we don't actually own. Like the wealth gap has significantly increased to where we stayed at the bottom further, and a lot of other people moved up. Um. That I don't, I don't necessarily agree with because uh, black women have become some of the most educated women in the country. Yeah, education so I, don't translate to It finance. does, though. It does. It does. Mm. Because even, even with the oppression, a black mm. woman that got her college degree opposed to a black woman that didn't guaranteed you're going to make, even if it's a dollar more, you're going to make the fuck out of that dollar. Oh. And that's just, there's, <laughs> there's no denying but inflation. that. inflation... I See, feel like now it's, it's, it comes back around. But no, no, no. That's the balance. Is like, if you're saying if in 2050 we're gonna have a perfect world, that's just not realistic. It's not gonna be perfect. How we have the power is that we were taken from a place. We were forced to get rid of a religion, get rid of a culture. We literally, on the way there, hid rice in our hair in case we needed to eat. They said you couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, plan anything so we made songs that had messages in it and we braided our hair as paths Mm. you know harriet tubman just as a person that's all (laughs) you know what i mean like that is power and i think people want to see and i think this is a lot of like that goes back to that relationship conversation at least in the black community i think the disconnect is that black men crave white man power Mm -hmm. But white man power comes with a lot of control, dictatorship, and you have to minimize and undermine and step on a lot of different people. But you still want the love of the oppressed black man Mm -hmm. as you're oppressing others. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really constitutes as this, you know, where you're victimizing yourself while condemning other people in your same community. And then you you feel powerless. You feel powerless. I you know I don't feel powerless. I I understand very deeply where we have power in these situations. I feel like you not being sure about that would make it like, you know, there's this dynamic of I don't really like when you say have power. I could go on about all the things that we accomplish and the things that we do, but let me ask you. Outside of domination, <coughs> what is power? It's really just a false construct of ego. And you want that? No, I'm saying, what do you mean by power? Are you saying, do we have power to actually make swift changes? Swift, no. But changes, yeah. Everybody else can do swift changes. Everybody else was put in a position to be able to do that. So that's what I'm saying. We don't have no position to do that. Yet, we've but created a position. Why do we want those positions? What do you mean, why do we want those positions? Why do we want to get into position to do that? I think what you're confusing is wanting an Oscar with just respect my craft and what I've done. I don't want an Oscar. I do want you to just respect me. You know, I don't want white man paperwork. 
but it, any white man, black man, Asian, black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese boy will have to respect me and what I've accomplished. Mm. And it's like I want that equal accomplishment. And we are fighting to do that because uh, I think at the same time, people are like, oh, well, why don't we? At the same time that Americans keep saying go back to Africa, everything would change if we did. They don't want us to leave. Mm -hmm. They don't want us to leave. So we're in a situation where we don't feel welcome here, (laughs) but they make it to where it's like, look how third world country Africa is, or third world continent, and there's no places there where you'll fit in. And, and you know, Africans don't even really <coughs> like African Americans, creating all these secret dynamics to where we don't feel welcome there either. Mm-hmm. And then you see all these dynamics where in Asia, they have K-pop or they have all this different rap, but they also, when coronavirus happened, were kicking black people out of restaurants. And you got all these people in Europe dancing hip hop, but now that there's a war, they're not letting them leave. <laughs> you know, like it's a it's a worldwide thing. And yeah. it took a very long time. What I will credit, you know, the white people highest up at is that it it was a very well played mind game. Mm-hmm. And it took hundreds of years to construct. Yeah. So it's gonna take hundreds of years, if not a little bit more of that to break it down i say that about anything like if i'm in a relationship and you know for a for two days or like say for a week we had a disconnect and you weren't being receptive i would expect at least two weeks of you you know being dedicated or you know kind of putting forth that effort just as long as you took to break it expect to take just as long to fix it Mm -hmm. and so i do think that's the case but i think that It's the patriarchy, like, I want results now. They created a system in which they get results right then and there. But do you want longevity? Because it's obviously falling apart. Yep. Or do you you want... it's falling apart? Look at it. Look at the world. The state of the (laughs) world is a mess. The the state of the world is always in a mess. It's always always going to be a mess because of what it was built on. And that's what we're saying. And there was a point where I don't feel like the world was always a mess. What point? I feel like... yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I feel I'm like, like uh, it predates anything that Before we've Christ. been close to, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we are I'm so far you know, away. There's some shit that has happened every single part of every Year, century, every century. Like this shit is sick. Like people be worried about. I'm like, yo, you know how this that shit goes down. When somebody gets ticked off, some shit really happens. But for you to say that, you are a person that believes in taking action. You just said, if you pull my hair, I'm going to shoot you. So Yeah, blow your fucking scalp off. So you should understand why <coughs> if there was action taken, there would be, you know, we would be going this route. And also, there was a point, why I say, like, who was first will soon be last or whatever. There was a point where we actually were, had some of the biggest and richest uh, civilizations in the country or in the continent of Africa and we're in Spain, I believe, and in Europe, mm-hmm. um, basically teaching them how to wipe their asses and teaching them about science and teaching them about uh, mathematics the first and all the stuff that they, you know, that's why, why do you think we don't learn about a certain part of history? We learn about every part of history, but we take a week or two on Kush Nubia. If we learn about that, we take, <laughs> a, we take maybe three weeks on Egypt, but because they like to claim it as Rome in Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. But in like a, I even watched this thing where it was like, how come every time something majestic happens in a place where there are people of color, they call it, oh, this might be aliens. 
The aliens might have done the pyramids, but no alien ever painted anything in Europe. Mm -mm. No alien ever built anything in Europe. But aliens made it a point to go to Africa and Mexico and Asia. (laughs) Well, those were the first, well, not first Africans. It was just Africans from here that went to Mexico and Traverse and all that good shit. There's a... I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but I feel like to just accept it would actually throw things off course. Like if everything is on a rolling time thing, and like you said, it's going to consistently be up and down, then just accepting the down and never trying to move it back up would actually probably really throw off the balance. You believe there's things. a thing called peace? Peace? Yeah. yeah. Why do you believe in peace? Like, why do you think peace is real? I've experienced it. No, I'm saying like <laughs> on a grand scale, not for you. Because I've experienced it. I can only think of, I can really only think of things from my perspective in my like life. What do you mean? Uh, I've only lived through my eyes. No, no, no. I'm saying, what have you, what have you experienced that is peace? Um, I think, okay, so I think a lot of people could have it as like, when you finally leave that man and oh you're out at the bar with your girls. No, <laughs> I guess it's like uh, when I had that popped. epiphany yeah. and you left him. And, and you finger popped by many things. It's like all this extra stuff. For me, sometimes uh, peace is just when I'm up at like 6 or 7 in the morning and I'm kind of high oh. and I'm listening to music and or the birds chirping and birds the chirping. sun is just, you know, beaming on my face or something, like something nature related. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at peace then. Okay. I feel like I'm present and I'm at peace. So I'm saying, like, when people think about peace between nations, nations. that's what I'm saying. I, it's just. Are you asking me how to get to that solution? No, like no, no. There's no solution for that. I'm <laughs> saying because people think there's a, a real peace, and I'm just like, it's a peace treaty. What does that look like? It's peace treaty. It's a peace upon you don't fuck up. Yeah. Mm. I, that's basically how everything is, right? That's how your guys' relationship con- is. Contingent upon, you know. Yeah, if I say something wild, she's going to flip out. As unconditional as it is, it's conditional. So that's just like any relationship. I think what it looks like is peace and understanding. What I think happened is that we started creating, like, labels or categories in order to feel, put things in categories of what is better than the other. So then you have race, it's like white and then black, and then you have gender, and then it's man, and then it's female, and then you have uh, sexual orientation, and then it's straight, and then it's gay, and we have to categorize everything so we can know how to treat you appropriately, you know, like For the, the superiority complexes out there. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a bunch of that dynamic going around, and I think that what we're doing right now, especially with like a... African Americans and black women especially checking and standing with the LGBTQ community is um, kind of taking away this you can treat me according to label thing. You know, taking away the classism of it Mm -hmm. and making it less acceptable to be like you're poor so I'm treating you crazy or I'm rich so I get to do what I want. You know, and it's a slow process. I actually watched this thing not too long ago. It was like the early 2000s, but this guy, he had a history of stealing, uh, drunk driving. He was like 16. There was one time his parents caught him in the back of the car with some unconscious girl. And he got off because they said he suffers from some kind of disease, which is because he was so privileged, 
Oh, he, I, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Because that he was so was privileged, funny. he didn't he didn't know responsibility, and yeah, you know yeah. we're literally like we assume people who are poor will just still we're letting people off that are rich. You know, I think they starting. don't know responsibility. Hey, but that's not that's not true. They know responsibility. He's They've a never rich been white no. They he's know never, responsibility. They don't take accountability. They've never had man, to be no held accountable and take responsibility. Everybody knows what responsibility is. Some people get to dodge it. Yeah, you some people get to dodge it. Truth. Some people are so used to lying to themselves. You know, it's like different. If I was a rich white man, why would not lie to myself? They li- all rich white men, I feel like, lie to themselves. Yeah, not, not, not. There's a few that would be like, yo, I, I, I got that shit. A few on. out of a, a couple <laughs> billion. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, but if you got that shit on, you got that shit on. You know, I feel yeah. like uh, maybe that's what's happening. Is like. It's you have to even with dating. It's like you officially have to be a good person. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's officially being a requirement Am for I? you to be a decent person. I'm, I mean, I think I'm a good person. Even yeah. if you're asking, I feel like that's you know self reflection is sometimes something that people that aim to I'm be n- bad I'm not don't a good do. Person when it comes to stupidity, because you're corrected. I don't think that makes you a bad person. No, it's sick, because I, I get lost. <laughs> I, uh, I be one shit to end. You're not required to have patience, mm. you know? So. It's a work you're, in progress. You're for, you're for Russia. <laughs> <laughs> no. She that was at the end that. of it. <laughs> that's beautiful, because we all here know. I don't feel like you should have to go any way you need to go to get peace, but. I can't. I can't dictate how other people feel the need to if find I, their peace. I feel like I'm not even gonna say that. I'm actually about to about to do some real cold shit with this. So I'm not even gonna say. I'm trying to get canceled too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is episode seven. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for yeah, having you, me. You need to actually podcast. Yeah, you would be a great podcaster, Al. Thank you, thank you. I, like, kind of attempted and started some things, but I definitely don't have this set up. I'm doing it by myself, trying to get the light right. You can barely see my face, so I might have to do that. And then if I I do, I'll have you guys come back. Yes, for sure. Play that music. For Bright Future Media, you know what I mean? Come to them for your sound needs. Follow us, subscribe. Uh... If you want to do rap, come rap. <laughs> Even if you suck, <laughs> we'll tell you the truth. He'll make you sound good. We're gonna tell you the truth over here. He did say that. R and B. We need more R and B artists in Colorado. Check this one out. We actually need more R and B artists in Colorado for sure. I'm starting to get some soul back. You know. Love like that, love how you love like that. Don't care about the bits of past. I've been so sure, and though I've been sure before, I've never tasted yours. Love like yours, yours is my favorite. The rain and cold, when you've been my blanket, people all change, but you change for better. You're all delightful, yeah, you made me better. You're my favorite flower, my favorite letter. Else I could rim, but we're sweeter together. Whatever's clever, it's up to you. We can get to dripping if you want to go. You're my favorite flower, my favorite letter. Else I could rim, but we're sweeter together. Whatever's clever, it's up to you. We can get to dripping if you want to go.
want to kill everything I wanna say would waste a day and the time is never promised anyway I'd rather taste some sugar face to face and then maybe grab some honey on the way Love like yours, love how you 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 love like y